competent to provide compassionate care, a critical discourse analysis of accreditation standards. The authors are Amanda Chen, Ayala Cooper, and Cynthia Whitehead. Abstract. Medical school accreditation is recognized internationally as an important quality control process for programs that lead to the medical doctor degree. Accreditation standards govern the accreditation process, which in turn drives educational objectives. Given the power of these standards to shape what becomes valued in the curricula, it is therefore imperative to ensure that core values and ideals of the profession are meaningfully incorporated. As the provision of compassionate care has long been a central medical value, this value should be clearly articulated in the Medical Doctor Program Accreditation Standards. We conducted a critical discourse analysis of compassionate care within undergraduate medical education accreditation standards governing North American medical schools since 1957. We explored how and to what extent the written language of the accreditation standards incorporated compassionate care. References to compassionate care in the undergraduate medical education accreditation standards were few and far between. Historically, a statement of the objectives of undergraduate medical education published by the Association of American Medical Colleges was referenced for the first and only time in the 1957 standards describing the development of attributes such as the provision of compassionate care as a basic objective of undergraduate medical education. Thereafter, there was infrequent mention of this value. Terms that could potentially incorporate aspects of compassionate care were identified, yet these were explicated in ways that limited connection to compassion. Instead, the term care has increasingly been used instrumentally. For example, acute care, chronic care. The relative absence of language pertaining to compassionate care in accreditation standards is troubling as compassion is integral to good medical care. This absence is particularly important to attend to in the current era of competency-based training where we must be explicit about all important curricular objectives, lest essential values and practices be unintentionally lost. Introduction. Compassionate care is a medical value endorsed by medical educators, patients, and patients' families as integral to good medical care. Patients value physicians who are caring, and the public views medicine as a profession that should be compassionate. There is a growing body of literature that demonstrates the provision of care in a compassionate way significantly improves patients' clinical experiences and adherence worldwide. The importance of integrating compassion into clinically excellent care can be seen by recent efforts from North American leaders such as the Arnold P. Gold Foundation 
and the associated medical services to create an open space for dialogue in medical education about compassionate care. An understanding that compassionate care is essential does not provide guidance as to how to define or teach this value to medical students and residents, let alone ensure that learners enact this value in practice. Medical schools are therefore tasked with the responsibility to ensure that undergraduate medical curricula prepare trainees with the skills to provide clinically expert care with compassion. Concepts of compassion and caring are broad and do not lend themselves to a straightforward definition. Compassionate care is closely related to patient-centeredness, empathy, and most importantly, the act of caring. Sir William Osler described compassion as to put yourself in his place, realize so far as you can, the mental state of the patient, enter into his feelings, scan gently his faults. Of the three factors in practice, heart, head, and pocket. To our credit, be it said, the first named is the most potent. Yet, Existing literature documents compassion decline among medical students and residents during their medical training, especially following their transition to the wards and clinics. More specifically, Whitehead et al. found a relative absence of compassionate care constructs within formal documents guiding postgraduate training in family medicine residency programs across Canada. The documented decline in compassion among medical students and residents, together with a relative absence of formal requirements to enforce comprehensive compassionate care training, is concerning, especially when patients and their families clearly want to be treated with compassion when receiving healthcare services. A growing concern that medical schools may not be adequately equipping students to provide compassionate care led us to formally map how constructs of compassionate care and related notions are framed in accreditation standards. All Canadian medical schools undergo a standardized formal accreditation of the undergraduate medical education programs leading to the medical doctor degree. Historically, since 1942, Canadian undergraduate medical education programs were accredited by the Liaison Committee on Medical Education, the recognized accrediting body in the United States. Changes led to the joint accreditation by both the accreditation on of Canadian medical schools and the LCME between 1979 and 2013. Since 2014, the Committee on Accreditation of Canadian Medical Schools gained further independence following a Memorandum of Understanding to accredit Canadian undergraduate medical education programs. This agreement 
provided further autonomy to the Committee on Accreditation of Canadian Medical Schools, accrediting body, in order to establish and modify standards that better align the Canadian undergraduate medical education programs response to their social accountability. Each year, the accrediting body publishes an undergraduate medical education accreditation standard. These yearly formal accreditation standards drive educational objectives, which have substantial influence on how medical education curricula are shaped. Given that accreditation standards govern the processes by which medical schools are evaluated, such standards must be explicit about the need to establish educational processes and practices designed to equip medical students to provide compassionate care. In this research, we sought to understand how have notions of compassionate care been positioned in North American undergraduate medical education accreditation standards since 1942? Methods. We conducted a Foucauldian critical discourse analysis of notions of compassionate care, including synonyms and related constructs in the undergraduate medical education accreditation standards regulating North American medical schools since 1942. Critical discourse analysis is a social science methodology used by researchers in areas including cultural studies, sociology, philosophy, and health systems. It is increasingly utilized and recognized as a rigorous research approach in medical education. Critical discourse analysis involves examination of the written language to delineate the ways practices. In our analysis, we examined accreditation practices, shape and are shaped by language and power relations. Foucault's work provides various examples of his use of discourse, including madness in civilization and discipline and punish. Foucault does not, however, delineate one single approach to examining discourses, and his work has been taken up by others in myriad ways to be adapted to achieve the aims of the specific focus of inquiry. Foucault states that discourse is regulated practices that account for a number of statements. The primary focus when examining discourse is to consider the unwritten rules and structures that shape utterances and texts, rather than the actual written texts. We used this Foucauldian definition of discourse as our theoretical framework for critical discourse analysis to seek explication of the social practices and underlying knowledge and power relations between individuals and institutions that construct compassionate care and its related concepts within Canadian undergraduate medical education accreditation standards. We systematically adopted the rigorous post-structural archaeological approach described in Whitehead et al. 
to guide our assembly and analysis of the textual archive. The specific steps are as follows. 1. A familiarization phase. 2. Assembly of a comprehensive textual archive. 3. Analysis of the textual archive through repeated close readings of the texts to identify prominent and or recurring statements and concepts. 4. Analysis of connections between the identified dominant discourses and the construct of compassionate care and concepts related to compassionate care. And 5. Analysis of the underlying factors and assumptions that underpin dominant discourses, shifts in dominant discourses over time, and its implications on the potential advancement of educational objectives related to compassionate care. Our research team was comprised of a medical trainee and two physician medical school faculty members. Both faculty members have extensive experience with a variety of textual analysis methodologies, including critical discourse analysis, as well as doctoral degrees in health professions, educations, and in literature. They are also experienced clinical teachers who have been involved in multiple, multiple medical school and residency accreditation processes within their various faculty roles. All three authors are sufficiently interested in the construct of compassionate care to have received funding for research in this area and pride themselves in focusing on compassionate care in their clinical practices. A familiarization phase. The familiarization phase aims to provide a comprehensive overview of compassionate care and its proxy within undergraduate medical education texts. We closely read from a broad spectrum of sources that might suggest compassionate care in a medical education, including academic journal articles, academic books and publications, and government, institutional, and professional discipline reports and websites. We developed a search strategy for this subject in academic literature published over the last 20 years with the support from the University of Toronto Gerstein Science Information Centre Library Services. Assembly of a Comprehensive Textual Archive The selection of relevant texts to assemble an appropriately comprehensive textual archive is a key step in discourse analysis. It allows one to adequately answer the research question. The 2012 Association for Medical Education in Europe guide by two of the authors in this paper describes strategies to appropriately assemble a relevant textual archive in discourse analysis methodology. The texts identified during the familiarization phase were not included as part of our textual archive. The purpose of the familiarization phase was to provide an overview of the subject in order to better identify dominant discourses 
and its connections to constructs of compassionate care within our textual archive. Assembly of our textual archive was straightforward, given that our research question narrowed our selection of texts to formal Canadian undergraduate medical education accreditation standards. In 1942, the first formal undergraduate medical education accreditation standards was introduced in North America. Our primary archive consists of all available formal undergraduate medical education accreditation standards regulating Canadian medical schools, reaching as far back as the 1957 undergraduate medical education accreditation standards. Although undergraduate medical education accreditation standards are publicly available documents, Historical accreditation standards prior to 2015 had to be retrieved from private and institutional archives. In total, our primary archive consists of the 24 undergraduate medical education accreditation standards that we were able to retrieve. In addition, the objective of undergraduate medical education had been reproduced in part within the original 1957 undergraduate medical education accreditation standards and was therefore also included within the primary archive. The secondary archive includes official reports that were identified after repeated examinations of the primary archive in order to help us understand changes over time in the discourses present in the primary archive. As our archives consists of only publicly available documents on institutional websites or upon request, research ethics approval was not required as per the University of Toronto Research Ethics Board. Interrogation of the texts to identify dominant discourses and its relations to the construct of compassionate care. Several broad questions guided our repeated examinations of the texts to identify dominant discourses and its connections or lack of connection to compassionate care. 1. What are the dominant discourses? 2. What are the discourses that embed compassionate care and its proxy? 3. What are the connections between the dominant discourses and compassionate care? 4. What are the relative emphases of the dominant discourses and compassionate care? 5. How are potential proxies to compassionate care defined in the primary archive? To increase the credibility and dependability of our analyses, we examined the primary archive through repeated close readings and held regular formal discussions among the authorial team to identify prominent statements and recurrent concepts within Canadian undergraduate medical education accreditation standards. In each iterative close reading, we analyze the texts for direct statements and principles linked to notions of compassionate care. We also systematically identified and searched for potential proxies, for example, potentially related principles and concepts, 
of compassionate care and delineated how it is constructed and defined within the texts. We extended our analysis to make sense of the underlying contexts necessary to construct notions of compassionate care from these statements. We analyzed the positioning of statements that embed compassionate care and its proxies in comparison to the dominant discourses and other discourses to identify their relative prominence within the text. We continue to advance our analysis through further rounds of close readings and holistic examinations of the entire primary archive consisting of all 24 available formal undergraduate medical education accreditation standards between 1957 and 2019. Findings we were not able to identify any direct statement about compassionate care within the earliest set of standards available for analysis, the 1957 Undergraduate Medical Education Accreditation Standards. Although the written texts contained sparse statements that could potentially be proxies to compassionate care, these statements were framed with focuses on disease and disease management. For example, consideration of social, emotional, and environmental factors in health and disease is properly the responsibility of all clinical departments. We did not consider such statements to be sufficiently precise to be a clear directive to ensure that medical students learn to provide compassionate care. The 1957 Undergraduate Medical Education Accreditation Standards did, however, reference and reproduce in part the Association of American Medical Colleges statement, the objectives of undergraduate medical education published in 1953. This was the only time this statement was clearly referenced and reproduced within our primary archive. Although the exact phrase compassionate care was not used, several statements allude to the importance for students' development of sound attitudes, such as compassionate care. Some examples include the following. A viewing individuals in their entirety as complex human beings in a complex and changing environment. Of accepting the fact that the physician can cure sometimes, relieve often, prevent frequently, and comfort always. We found almost no direct statements about compassionate care and its potential proxies in our primary archive between 1972 and 1998. In the 1972 and the 1976 undergraduate medical accreditation standards, we identified one long sentence placed at the end of a section on education program, stating, instructions should stress the physician's concern with the total health and circumstance of patients and not just their diseases. The 1976 Undergraduate Medical Education Accreditation Standards included a Guidelines to Functions and Structure of a Medical School. This document outlined details in areas such as Biomedical Sciences and Clinical Sciences, 
but contained no details about the notion of compassionate care. The dominant emphasis on biomedical and clinical sciences as compared to compassionate care is made even more prominent with detailed statements that stress the obligations of Canadian medical schools to include specific subjects into the curriculum content. In the above example that allude to compassionate care, the term should is chosen to indicate the circumstances for inclusion of the subject whereas knowledge in the biomedical sciences is deemed essential for the education of the physician. For example, the need of every medical student to acquire a foundation of knowledge in the biomedical sciences is self-evident. Biochemistry, pharmacology, physiology, and many others are the traditional generic fields of the biomedical sciences, which along with appropriate elements of the behavioral sciences are usually considered essential for the education of the physician. From 1998 onwards, including the recent undergraduate medical education accreditation standards published in 2019, any potential references to compassionate care appear to have been eliminated or redacted from the texts of the undergraduate medical education accreditation standards. Interestingly, recent undergraduate medical education accreditation standards published in 2018 and 2019 do include the term compassionate care in the definition of technical standards that appears in the lexicon within the front matter of those documents. Technical standards are defined within that lexicon as the underlying cognitive, communications, sensory, motor, and social skills necessary to interview, examine, diagnose, and provide comprehensive compre compassionate care, and competently complete certain technical procedures in a reasonable time while ensuring patient safety. Thus, the term compassionate care is omitted from the formal texts of the undergraduate medical education accreditation standards and instead positioned solely within the lexicon, further demonstrating the utter insignificance of this core value within the undergraduate medical education accreditation standards themselves. In our analysis of the primary archive, the 1985 Undergraduate Medical Education Accreditation Standards was notable, as we found significant shifts in language and word choices. The term compassionate appears explicitly at the end of a paragraph within the introduction section, as shown. The curriculum must also instill lifelong habits of learning, dedication to service, and the values and attitudes consistent with a compassionate profession. Although the term compassion is directly included in the 1985 Undergraduate Medical Education Accreditation Standards, its constructs suggest its importance lies in how the public views this profession rather than its essential function in ensuring that care provided to the patient is in a compassionate manner. Despite appearing in the introduction section 
notions of compassionate care and its potential proxies are conspicuously absent in the remainder of the 1985 undergraduate medical education accreditation standards. We found purposeful revisions of a statement that previously included notions of compassionate care to one that precludes this value and instead focuses attention on the clinical management of disease and health. We identified increasing uses of the term care in the 1985 undergraduate medical education accreditation standards and subsequent accreditation standards. And we explored the potential for notions related to compassionate care. However, the term care is constructed as domains of clinical care and clinical content, and it is withdrawn from emotions or connections between the patient and physician. For example, instruction and experience in patient care must be provided in both ambulatory and hospital settings and must include the important aspects of acute, chronic, continuing, preventative, and rehabilitative care. In our attempt to make sense of the noticeable changes in the 1985 undergraduate medical education accreditation standards, we reviewed in detail the panel on the general professional education of the physician and college preparation for medicine created by the AAMC in 1981. In 1984, the panel on the GPEP highlighted its conclusions and recommendations in Physicians for the 21st Century, the GPEP report, report of the panel on the general professional education of the physician and college preparation for medicine. We examined the five conclusions of the GPEP report in relation to the undergraduate medical education accreditation standards published prior and after the GPEP report. Each conclusion of the GPEP report is further subdivided into several specific recommendations. In the GPEP report's conclusions, the first of the five conclusions describe the priority for the future physician to develop values and attitudes that promote caring and concern for the individual and for the society, which fosters the notions of compassionate care. This notion is further prefaced in the introduction section of the GPEP report which the panel believes affirmatively that common attributes should characterize all physicians. It states that every physician should be caring, compassionate, and dedicated to patients to keep them well and to help them when they are ill. The remaining conclusions include a broad and thorough um, baccalaureate education, acquisition of self-directed learning skills, clear descriptions of clinical clerkship structures and enhancement of faculty involvement. The positioning of this statement as the first priority in the GPEP report suggests the relative importance to its authors of providing compassionate care in the general professional education of medical students. However, 
This recommendation was not adopted in the 1985 Undergraduate Medical Education Accreditation Standards. Indeed, there was a universal adoption of all of the conclusions and recommendations in the GPEP report within the 1985 Undergraduate Medical Education Accreditation Standards, except for the very first conclusion and recommendation related to caring and compassion. The text of the recommendation that was not adopted in the 1985 Undergraduate Medical Education Accreditation Standards reads in part, the general professional education purposes are to enable students to acquire the knowledge, skills, values, and attitudes that all physicians should have and to develop the abilities all physicians need to undertake limited responsibility for patient care under supervision during the early period of their residency. Vital to these purposes are a values and attitudes that promote caring and concern for the individual and for society. B concepts and principles derived from knowledge of the natural sciences, the social sciences, and the humanities, and c. skills in the collection of information from and about patients in the establishment of rapport with patients to facilitate both diagnosis and therapy, in the application of the scientific method to the analysis, synthesis, and management of problems, in the identification and critical appraisal of relevant literature and clinical evidence, and in the continuation of effective learning. In the general professional education of the physician, medical faculties should emphasize the acquisition and development of skills, values, and attitudes by students, at least to the same degree that they do their acquisition of knowledge. To do this, medical faculties must limit the amount of factual information that students are expected to memorize. Following the release of the GPEP report, subsequent undergraduate medical education accreditation standards vaguely allude to several accepted definitions of the characteristics and attributes of a competent physician, including more recently, but not limited to, the CAMEDS 2005 report of the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons of Canada and the 1998 AAMC Medical Student Medical School Objectives Project. However, it is unclear which of the many specific characteristics or attributes mentioned in those documents are integral to future physicians. Furthermore, Several undergraduate medical education accreditation standards since 1985 state a school should demonstrate how its learning objectives facilitate the development of physician attributes, whereas there is an extensive listing of biomedical knowledge and clinical disciplines that must be learned. The words must and should are chosen carefully within undergraduate medical education accreditation standards to distinguish which standards are absolutely necessary. That distinction makes clear the primacy given 
to biomedical knowledge in the documents compare to any possible reference to the acquisition of important values and attitudes such as providing compassionate care. Discussion. In this paper, our purpose was to analyze the notions of compassionate care within the language of the written texts of the undergraduate medical education accreditation standards using critical discourse analysis. Critical discourse analysis highlights the power of language and text to create articulated arguments and truth statements within more complex underlying contexts and structures. Truth statements are accounts of what is considered true or untrue and legitimate or illegitimate within a specific time and context. They are the surface manifestation of deeper and more complex systems of discourse. As such, we do not aim to examine the intents of individuals or institutions affiliated with the publication of the accreditation standards. Given that the texts and statements of the accreditation standards drive undergraduate medical education objectives and curricula of all Canadian medical schools, we consider this research approach to be an effective way to shed light on how constructs of compassionate care are incorporated within these important texts. Our finding that the texts of the accreditation standards contain almost no language related to compassionate care poses a serious concern. Although we recognize that perceptions of compassionate care may differ across healthcare providers, patients, and patient families, the lack of a precise definition is no reason for the standards to ignore a value that is integral to good medical practice. When fundamental medical values such as compassionate care are not explicitly described in formal accreditation standards, they risk becoming lost in undergraduate medical education programs. We cannot assume students are inevitably and consistently going to provide compassionate care if they are not taught and mentored to do so. Accreditation standards are the most powerful way to ensure compassionate care training is included in core medical curricula for future physicians. The conclusions and recommendations of the GPEP report published in 1984 were largely taken up in the emphasis and priorities of the 1985 and subsequent undergraduate medical education accreditation standards. However, the one glaring gap is the presumably purposeful decision to omit the first conclusion and recommendation of the GPEP report that related to caring and compassion. This omission is seen in 1985 as well as in subsequent undergraduate medical accreditation standards. Not only is the first GPEP recommendation regarding compassion left out, from 1985 onwards there is growing emphasis on biomedical and clinical management of disease and health. One possible interpretation should perhaps be that the direct statements 
of medicine as a compassionate profession in the introduction section of the 1985 accreditation standards is sufficient recognition of the GPEP report's recommendation related to caring and compassion. However, its absence from the body of the 1985 in subsequent accreditation standards nevertheless gives us pause. Examining the language of the text in more detail, there is a section of the standards since 2003 that identifies the importance of the acquisition of characteristics and attributes of a competent physician. Although the standards do not explicitly state that these characteristics and attributes include compassionate care, there is no overall list of specific characteristics or attributes included within the standards, which instead references selected professional documents such as the AAMC Medical School Objectives Project and the ChemEd's report of the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons of Canada. It is reasonable to think that they might. Without formal requirements from accreditation standards, this tasks medical schools with the responsibility to determine the values and attitudes that are appropriate for a physician. Certainly, medical schools may develop compassionate care curricula regardless of accreditation standards. However, Whitehead et al. revealed a similar absence of compassionate care within family medicine postgraduate medical education accreditation in 2014. Conjointly, the relative absence of notions of compassionate care within formal accreditation standards that extend across time and levels of medical edu education accreditation poses serious concerns. Interestingly, the term should, lower standard, rather than must, higher standard, is used to describe the acquisition of these attributes and characteristics. If compassionate care is an integral medical value, is it sufficient to apply the lower standard of should? One possible explanation of the relative absence of notions of compassionate care in accreditation standards is that perhaps they are assumed to be embedded within other aspects of the standards. For example, more recent accreditation standards demonstrate a growing emphasis on cultural competence, though not the more current constructs of critical consciousness, cultural humility and cultural safety, and instruction on the management of medical problems that are rooted in social structures. Perhaps it is assumed that the practice of compassionate care is embedded within culturally competent care, Although understanding the needs of people from a diversity of cultural backgrounds may facilitate the development of compassionate care for some trainees, the concepts are not synonymous. In addition, if we do not explicitly promote the descriptions of compassionate care within current standards, they will certainly risk becoming less valued over time. I am a doctor in training. I firmly believe the practice of medicine is a lifelong journey of active learning and reflexibility 
of to embody the notions of caring and competency in partnership with my patient. Caring and biomedical competency are not two silos in medicine. Instead, they represent two complementary and essential aspects of medicine. In good clinical practice, a physician engages in the situations around the patient, partners with the patient to navigate through the chaos and disruptions because they matter. Patients matter. A physician who cares will also commit to the practice of lifelong learning and reflexibility, including but not merely limited to biomedical knowledge. Therefore, identifying the gradual decline and eventual absence of compassionate care constructs in undergraduate medical education accreditation standards is discomforting posing significant risk of losing this fundamental value in the future. Competency-based frameworks currently underpin many medical education training programs nationally and internationally. Some scholars have warned that this outcomes-based approach overemphasizes competencies and abilities at the expense of values and attitudes such as compassionate care. In competency models, medical students and residents must successfully achieve a list of competences that have been clearly defined, effectively taught, and robustly assessed. However, there is no rigid definition of what constitutes compassionate care, and the learning and practice of compassionate care requires simmering and steeping over time and experience. Perhaps the current reality of competency-based frameworks, herein everything must be measurable, is perpetuating a serious barrier to meaningfully incorporating compassionate care within accreditation standards. Reducing the learning of compassionate care and other important values and attitudes to competency checklists may further limit appropriate attention to them. Since the rollout of competency-based frameworks is a current reality, educators must consider how to embed compassionate care within accreditation standards to assure its ongoing inclusion in medical school curricula. Limitations In the process of building an appropriate primary archive, we recognized that although accreditation standards are publicly published documents, historical accreditation standards prior to 2015 were not readily available. In an attempt to access these accreditation standards, we connected with individuals and institutions, including the Liaison Committee on Medical Education, Association of Faculties of Medicine of Canada, and Committee on Accreditation of Canadian Medical Schools. The provision of previous accreditation standards by individuals and institutions by no means suggests their endorsement of the conclusions in this paper. Despite our best efforts to gain access to accreditation standards since 1942, we were only able to obtain a total of 24 accreditation standards between 1942 and 2019.
The lack of every accreditation standard published throughout the years is an inevitable limitation of our paper. In our paper, we analyzed undergraduate medical education accreditation standards governing North American medical schools. As a result, this may limit the ability to generalize our conclusions beyond the North American region. However, Taket et al.'s recent review of the evidence underpinning international undergraduate medical education accreditation demonstrated the majority of accreditation research evidence originates from high-income countries, especially in the North American region. This suggests the potential applicability of our findings beyond North America especially in medical education systems that have adopted competency-based framework. That said, we also note that the Euro-American dominance of much of the international medical education literature is increasingly becoming problematized. Accreditation research, as with all areas of health professions education research, can be enriched through considering more diverse perspectives. Conclusion. Regrettably, our research for the concept of compassionate care in undergraduate medical education accreditation standards was not successful. Instead, our results highlight the absence of this concept. We cannot make any definite claims as to whether this is a purposeful exclusion or an unintentional omission, although the inclusion of other aspects of the GPEP report in subsequent accreditation standards leads us to wonder. If constructs of compassionate care are anchoring values in medicine, then this absence matters. Without explicit description in formal accreditation standards, important values including compassionate care risk becoming lost in undergraduate medical education programs. We strongly encourage other researchers to consider whether there are other important concepts or constructs that might be missing from the documents and practices that govern contemporary medical education. Mm -hmm.